Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the First in Ten podcast coming to you live from the Blogging the Boys studio. No, kidding. There's no actual physical studio. It is Dave Sturchell, Aiden Davis, Tony Catalina from the Blogging the Boys podcast network. We're coming to you each and every Monday. Hopefully, you guys have subscribed, left some kind reviews. We really appreciate that. The Cowboys are in full, full swing uh, as far as training camp is concerned. We got some pads on, fellas. We're, we're hitting now. We're we're seeing some of the offensive line do their thing. Um, Tony, I'll start with you, bro. Anything that's really jumping off the charts? Because in just a little bit, we will have Cowboys tight end Sean McEwen on. And obviously, he's in the thick of all of this right now. And, like, you know, it would be one thing if it was, like, you know, fringe 90th player on the roster guy that, like, you know, we bring onto the podcast. But, guys, this is tight end two right now. And if he outshines everybody, we could be looking at tight end one. We don't know. We don't know the future. But we do know that the future is quite bright for Sean McEwen. But before we get to him, Tony, anything that's jumping off the charts to you besides the signing of Anthony Barr? Because everybody's probably beat that over the head already. Yeah, man, it's uh, I'm going to actually go to another uh, ball catcher here. And, um, you know, I was very um, submissive of this guy early on. But, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire. I think a lot of people are riding the Dennis Houston hype train here. Um, you know, Dak Prescott seems to love him, seems to go to him often whenever they're on the field together. Um, very interesting because th- this wide receiver room, I mean, with all the injuries here, uh, it's it's more for the taking than it probably has ever been. So, um, you know, I think we're all in the camp of getting a veteran wide receiver in, in, in this uh, in this room here. But at the same time, when these young guys have these opportunities and they do something with it, um, it's exciting. I mean, you look at TJ Vasher, I mean, you're seeing good things from Simi Fajoko. Um, but you know, everyone keeps going back to Dennis Houston. So I'm excited to see that first preseason game to see, uh, kind of how that shakes out. Aiden, when Tony says it's almost like a little bit of a smorgasbord as far as the receivers, does that excite you for new opportunity or does that kind of worry you? Because it's like, all right, dude, after, after CD lamb, it's like, mm, what, what's going on here <laughs> in a vacuum, it would worry me. Like if I just heard on the street, yeah, the Cowboys are working with the smorgasbord of wide receivers this year. Yeah, that would scare me. But if you read into the camp notes, it seems like every piece that's coming out of camp, the media's really bought into this puzzle piece of a wide receiver room that they have. I mean, Tony mentioned Dennis Houston, which is might be the first time I've heard more of news about him and his connection with the quarterback than his actual performance. But he seems to be doing well. TJ Basher shined early. We haven't seen as much news coming out of that lately, but I mean, we know that there is upside there. Semi Fahoko, everybody's been raving about the guy and his speed. We saw the video of Diggs. Don't have to touch on that. CD <laughs> obviously is CD. And so, I mean, from everything I've heard, I'm genuinely starting to buy into the fact that, yeah, maybe these young guys are 
they're ready to show up. They're ready to perform. And now, neither of you guys have put any respect on Noah Brown's name. And there's a couple plays that he made where I was like, wow, okay, maybe this is the one year that, you know, he's been, look, he's been a serviceable player. He's been a good blocker. Every time he's on the field, you kind of see that he has positive things to do. Uh, but it looks like he's catching some balls. He's got the build like, a, a, a you know, an old 88 that we had on this team, Des Bryant. He's got that kind of build. He goes up to get the ball. Um, I'm excited about that. Now, you said it, and I'm not going to roast it or, or go too much into it, but, Tony, I'll throw this to you. Do you have any, like, trepidation right now or any kind of worry about Trayvon Diggs? We, we're well aware that last year, you know, he, he was not – like, any 50-50 balls or pretty much any kind of balls in his area, he was coming down with them, and he was picking them off, and he's just an all-world player. But at the same time, we also know he did – be you know he became kind of susceptible to a big player here or two he, he let up some decent chunk yards and chunk plays the things that the cowboys are doing in training camp right now real early we're only two weeks into this is any of this worrying you about trayvon Diggs, or he's, does he just got to get his feet wet all over again i'm so glad you asked me this question because you know it's been the topic all weekend um I, i'm glad i'm i have this forum to be able to address it um not only am i not worried about trayvon Diggs, like I am the least worried about Trayvon Diggs. I think he is going to be totally fine. Um, if there wasn't, you know, one-on-one -on -one drills or as great media coverage that the Cowboys have, nobody would ever saw that. And you know what? You, you know how many times it probably happened last year in real, and you know, it happens. Um, it's it one-on-one -on -one drills like that are offense leaning and they should be offensive leaning and like offensive players that don't win those more times than not shouldn't really be out there making those plays anyway. So Simi Fajoko is off the line, right? He's not even on the line. He takes a jab step backwards. Now he's using his speed. It's an offensive drill. There's no help. There's no jam there. It's such an overblown thing from a hated fan base that we'll, we won't mention or give any name to, but that's where it got legs from. Um, the only thing you can say is the Eagles, but go ahead. I'll say it for you. No worries. I got, I, I'm not, I'm not associated with all the writing of blogging the boys.com. No, I can say whatever. Go ahead. I, I, I was trying to avoid their name out of pure disrespect. I didn't even <laughs> want to put their name out there. So, um, but the only thing I'm sad about is the fact that Trayvon Diggs actually like removed his Twitter over it. Saw I mean, that. people, you know, people are ruthless. And it, at the end of the day, a man who was an all pro in his second year, you know, 11 interceptions. I have zero worries about it. And in fact, I'm, I'm so sure that the secondary is probably the strongest position in our whole team. Honestly, secondary from DB, all the DBs there. And he's going to be the lead man for it. So I am so not worried about it at all. And, uh, you know, it happens. I mean, if Trevor, you know, Dak throws picks in practice, all of a sudden he, he forget how to throw a football. Like, it's just nonsense to me. Has anybody have as anybody? I probably have retweeted it maybe a couple times. I feel like a certain uh, Cowboys writer from Sports Illustrated just keep retweeting until I get likes and clicks. But um, I want to say the the clip of Daniel Jones throwing the ball into like right field. Did anybody see that yet? Because he looks like oh, he's in mid season was... mid season mm -hmm. form for Daniel Jones. So like that's what I'm saying. Like New York media, like the fan base over there has been getting hyped right while Dallas Cowboy fans are very excited about certain things. But as soon as one guy gets cooked on one play, it's like the world is about to end. And I can't believe that this guy's been touted as one of the best. Like, guys, like every 50-50 ball, I think it was uh, – there was a certain stupid percentage of balls that he came down with last year where it's like I thought at certain points that they won't even throw over there. You know what I mean? And that's why I think, like, if you're a prop betting guy, his prop bet is probably a lot lower, right? Because I don't think that quarterbacks are going to be too excited to throw his way at all. 
That's how good Trayvon Diggs is. And the fact that the people are roasting him because of a bad drill in practice in August is just out of control to me. I think it's just like I understand the media and I understand they got to cling to certain things and I understand that they got to, you know, they got to just write, 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 write a story, right? I mean, that's that's what the name of the game is and that's what you need to do. But for them to just slander him so much to the point where he's just like, you know, kind of washed his hands with it. He's like, you know what? The F with this, man. I'm, I'm out. You know, like I just I don't need Twitter right now. I'll have Twitter when I'm leading the league in picks again. Then you guys can come back and give me all your receipts. Anyway, Aiden. Well, go ahead. I'll just go say the, la- the last thing I'll say about it is the, the worst thing Trayvon Diggs did was get drafted by the Cowboys. Right. That's where that's right. where it started. That's where it ended. If he was if he was on the Cincinnati Bengals, he'd be everyone's favorite cornerback. Being so Canton, you know. Canton already, right. without yeah, a doubt so in my mind. That's right. what it is, man. That's what it is. And I and I hope you know the chance he ever hears this, man. He do your thing. Don't worry about any of that BS. And you know what? I would stay on Twitter favoring all the nonsense because I would just like picks, all the tweets. Right. That's it. Like Favorite them. it and and to tell him to shut up. And that's right. It. Right. All right, Aiden. Another. uh I want to say problem area. You were the negative Nancy last week about everything. So I might as well throw this to you. Um, a lot of good things coming out of the defensive line talk, but a lot of eh things coming about the offensive line talk. Talk to me what you've heard and read and done some writing about as far as the offensive line is concerned. Yeah. Based on Tony's tweets, I think he shares the sentiment with me. I am. I said it last week. I'm even more scared this week. Terrence Steele is genuinely starting to concern me yeah i based off what i'm seeing like we came after last week it was a down week for terrence Steele, and i came on the podcast saying that i was a little worried but like we're not going to push our chips in on one week of practice now it's we're going through two weeks of practice where he's just getting bullied there and i get it too yep the one credit i'll give to the offensive line i'm actually starting to buy into the tyler smith hype like I've said, all training camp, I don't really buy into positives, but when I'm watching videos of him continually pancaking our defensive line, I think, number one, he's already secured the left guard position for week one. I think that's a given. I I think there's a real chance this pick pans out. Maybe not the way their past offensive lineman picks have panned out, but that's just because that's a, a ridiculous standard to reach. Yeah, it's so funny. Facebook always reminds you of, of things you've said. And as soon as we signed Anthony Barr, uh, I went back and I found my old 2014 draft day tweet or Facebook status. And it was more along the lines of like, I want Anthony Barr. Uh, and then, you know, and I said, if, if you know, if they draft Johnny Manziel for whatever reason, you know, point me in the nearest traffic and I'll go run blindfolded. But that's another story for another day. But I have to touch on Anthony Barr now. He gets in here. Tony, what have you heard? What have you seen so far of Anthony Barr? Is he Is he kind of just like, you know, because a lot of people are saying that, you know, the pro bowl seasons are behind him. You know what I mean? Now that he doesn't have to be the focal point, really. I mean, all he has to do is kind of just hang around Micah and, and LVE and, and learn the defense and learn under Quinn. Do we, are we optimistic about the signing? This is somebody that we kind of were banging the table for like, yo, go kick the tires on this guy. It'll happen. It'll happen. And a lot of guys were kind of writing it off saying, you know, it's not going to happen. There's no interest, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, bang, he signed. He's wearing number 51 or 51, right? I think so. Um, 51 for the Cowboys. And all of a sudden he's showing up at training camp. Bang. It happens that fast. Anthony Barr is a Dallas Cowboy. Tell me what you're seeing out of him uh, thus far. You know, it's, it's, it's such a good signing. I think for a multitude of reasons, right? Um, Not only does it, be a, such a perfect fit that we've been screaming about it all off season, but they did it at a $2 million number where if he does well, it only hits $3 million. So we're talking about playing or getting Anthony Barr for $3 million. It's a home run signing. Like it doesn't have to be a home run player, but this is a home run signing signing on just 
pure what he is, what he can bring, what he does for this defense. We were talking about how nervous we were about the linebacker position. This helps that. I mean, if Jabril Cox, he the pressure doesn't have to be on him absolutely coming in being a game wrecker from the beginning, right? right? Anthony Barr is there. He comes in and he's big. I mean, we're talking about a 6'5", you know, 250, 260 linebacker who is athletic, freakish traits. It allows Micah Parsons to really truly be able to roam and be free and do different things. And and when he is downplaying defensive end, we're still okay with Leighton Vander Esch and Anthony Barr in the second level. Like it, it just changes the way that I feel about the middle of that defense. And yes, we see people talking about, yes, we should do this to the offensive line. Oh, we need a wide receiver here. One thing at a time is fine with me, right? You go and take Anthony Barr for a bargain. He said he wanted to come here. His words were he thinks the Cowboys are a contender. You know, having um, having the coaches here that he's worked with, it's that continuity that he has. He felt comfortable. He turned down more money to go somewhere else and stay here. So um, I think it's a home run signing for the Cowboys. And if we're going to be critical of the moves that we don't like, we got to give praise. And this is one of those times. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Aiden, a new week is among us tomorrow, uh, or as people are listening to this today, right? You know, I believe the players' days off are Sunday, and that's probably why we have Sean on uh, later on this evening. But my question is this: Cowboys going to make a move at wide receiver? I mean, is, is that is that going to happen? Because now Stephen Jones is now kind of backpedaled a little bit. You know, he he seems to be playing a little cornerback here. He's backpedaling, right? Like so, he's covering all the stuff, and he he's actually. At first, it was like, hey, it was almost the, the age-old, we love this saying, right? The quote, we like the guys we have, right? Like, we we thought we were going to get that, but now it's sort of like a different tone. Do you think any veteran presence is going to be coming into Oxnard this week? I This week, I say no. I don't think we'll see a wide receiver signing this week. But the one thing I'll say is when Jerry released a quote, he it was – it's typical coach speak. Like, I know we like to hyper-focus on the Cowboys, but – almost every GM and every coach is going to say, no, we're not interested in adding somebody right now. And that's just because you don't want to, you don't want to say, Oh yeah, our wide receiver room is terrible right now. We have to add somebody. Yep. So I don't, I don't really give legs to the reports that like Jerry's not looking at all to add a wide receiver, but I think if it does come, it would happen after the first preseason game where we do get a great opportunity to see a lot of these young wide receivers play. So that's yeah, why I figured come. I was just going to say that the Cowboys open up their preseason schedule next Saturday night, and I believe blogging the boys is going to have exclusive coverage. The either the I'm pretty sure the morning after. Uh, I'm not sure who agreed to do that. I I didn't see it in the thing in the old Slack chat, but I do know there will be two blogging the boys or three blogging the boys guys talking about the first game. And I agree with you guys. I think, or at least Aiden, I agree with you in saying that maybe we wait um, just to see, like you know you know how Cowboys fans are and you know how Cowboys media members are and like these guys that they hang on every play. So it's just like when that third quarter comes around and like, we're looking at the wide receiver numbers and they're just like, Ugh, you know, they're just not good. You you know, that the Cowboys nation is going to bark, bark, bark until something gets done. Now I did see a very interesting, there's a guy on Instagram and Twitter that I follow that he's pretty close uh, to the world of Cowboys football. He might even be the brother of one Dak Prescott. Tad Prescott went out there and put out on his Instagram story to sign Odell Beckham Jr. Tony, are you with it? Here's a guy that probably won't suit up week one. This is now a long-term play now, I think. He, you know, you would, look at, you would look at him as almost like a Michael Gallup, for instance. Do you think Odell Beckham Jr. is a topic of conversation now? It's it's fun. 
you know, it's a fun conversation. I think the talent is undeniable, but to to come in and do what we need from from a veteran wide receiver, it wouldn't make much sense right now. I think if you're playing the long game and try to do what the Rams did to bring them in on a playoff run, I think that's intriguing. Um, I don't know how realistic it is, but you know, just for perspective reasons, Michael Gallup is further along in his uh, you know, repair of his knee than than he is. I mean, right. you know, he, he did it in the Super Bowl, so that's in February, and you True. know, and Michael did it in December, so that's a two-month head start. But the name, the guy can play. I mean, he was if he stayed healthy, he was running, he was running to be the MVP of that Super Bowl. I mean, he was really early on, you know, playing really well at that level. But um, yeah, I, I mean, if Tad says it, I mean, who knows what kind of conversations him and his brother are having. That's, but, that's uh, the only reason. That's the only reason why I bring it up because he might or may not have had right. a, a text read with a uh, good old QB one. You know what I mean? And figure out maybe this is a, a want or maybe this is a thing that, hey, uh, Dak can't say it, but Yo, bro, if you want to throw a smoke, like a flare into the air and let them know that like a bat <laughs> signal of some sort, uh, we'll do it that way. So anyway, let's take a break. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we have tight end of the Dallas Cowboys, Sean McEwen, coming on into the first and 10 podcast right here on the Blogging the Boys podcast network. All right, welcome back to the first and 10 podcast right here on the Blogging the Boys podcast network. Of course, your host, Dave Sturcho, Tony Catalina, Aiden Davis, and we are joined right now by one of the pass catchers over there in Dallas and Oxnard right now, Sean McEwen. Sean, thank you once again, friend of the show at this point, man, because, I mean, you're, this is your second go-around with us, and my God, I have to, as a beard guy, and I'm sure Tony's a beard guy as well, the stash has come back to life as far as, like, in the world, and you, my friend, are absolutely destroying the game. <laughs> oh, yeah. I uh, definitely had to switch it up. I had the beard. It was pretty long before camp. I was growing out a little bit, and I was like, you know, I might do something fun. You know, why not? So uh, definitely letting the stash out right now, and uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes over with the uh, teammates tomorrow. I was going to say, <laughs> Dalton Schultz is rocking the same kind of thing. People are going to start not being able to tell you guys apart <laughs> at this point. <laughs> so it's, like, it's like, hey, listen, if it's a look, go for it. Um, I'm with it. I, I can't pull it off. You can pull it off. That's all. That's all well and good. I'm a Yankee fan, so I see my buddy Matt Carpenter over there pulling it off. So a lot of guys have uh, have yeah. done the stash thing. So, all right. Well, look, there's a lot of Cowboys fans listening right now. They want to know exactly how, uh, which plays you're going to run on game one. <laughs> which, which, <laughs> how camp is going out there? Um, you know, tell us the vibe around Dallas. I mean, look, we've seen some highlights. You posted something on your Instagram today. Uh, people are seeing you catch some balls, man. I mean, things are kind of picking up. So. Give the Cowboys fans a little bit of an inside look on how training camp has already uh, started off with the Cowboys. Yeah, it's been great, honestly. Uh, the weather in Oxnard is beautiful. Uh, you know, it's 75 and sunny every day, so that definitely helps. But, uh, no, the practices have been good, competitive. Uh, you know, I think the defense looks good. Offense looks good. You know, it's good vibes all around. Um, you know, we definitely go back and forth making some big plays. So it's it's been a really competitive camp so far. You know, before training camp started, we all saw that photo of you and Dak and some of the boys down in Miami uh, getting after it. So um, how much do you value that time together in the offseason? And have you seen the benefits of that, you know, extra work translate to on the field now? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I think it's important to get to know your teammates better. And uh, obviously, it's, it's good to get to know the starting quarterback a little better. So I was uh, definitely happy to go down with Dak and uh, and the boys down there and get some good work in. We were uh, training at the University of Miami using their field house. So uh, definitely got some quality work in. 
you know, on the field and then uh, just got some good chemistry off the field too, just talking about routes and, uh, you know, timing and all all that good stuff that's uh, important in the past game. So definitely need to uh, build a certain level of trust with, uh, you know, between you and the and your QB. So I, I felt like we definitely got that done. Speaking of off-season work, my first question I think is arguably going to be my most important did you attend Titan University this year? And if not, then why? <laughs> no, I actually, I didn't go. Uh, Schultz and Ferguson went. Uh, they said it was good, but I was, uh, no, I, I was uh, back home visiting my folks at the time. So, uh, and then we how, had the how uh, dare Miami you? trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had the Miami trip soon after. So, uh, no, I, I, uh, I didn't end up going, but. It looks like a fun time. <laughs> so you said the defense uh, is looking good, and and that's obviously what everybody's watching every every day. There's another clip out there that everybody wants to see who's making the big play, who's stopping the big play. You guys had a live streamed practice on all the Dallas Cowboys socials and DallasCowboys.com this past weekend. Is there anybody on defense giving you fits? Because, I mean, from what we read and from what we're, we're figuring out based off of the other guys that are literally knee-deep in it in, in coverage out there, they're saying that you know you're having yourself a decent camp, but is there anybody out there that's just like, come on, man, just let me let me pull something out here? Uh, yeah, I mean, we go. I think we go against some of the you know the toughest safeties and linebackers. I think you know Layton and Micah are really fast in coverage and and really instinctive, so it's it's tough getting up against them. And uh, you know, Jaron Curse, J.K. He's he's been a you know a tough matchup in, in man coverage. He's just so long and and uh physical so you know i think it's good going against those guys every day and it's good competition and they, you know it definitely makes us better for it i know it's probably hard to focus on anybody else because you're out there trying to do your job and kind of handle the task at hand but has there been anyone either on either side of the ball offense or defense that's caught your eye that we probably need to pay more attention to yeah, I mean, I would say, uh, you know, one of the rookies, Stevie Houston on offense, I think he's been showing up, making some plays, especially this weekend. So, um, you know, he's kind of stepping up with, uh, you know, us losing a couple receivers. So definitely been seeing him make some big plays. Um, you know, as far as defense, I think, you know, there's a lot of guys that, that stand out. I, I think, you know, JK is having a great camp. I think, you know, some of the corners, maybe Nashawn Wright. Um, yeah, I think he's been having a good camp at corner. So uh, it's, it's good to see some of the younger guys on defense stepping up for sure. And you mentioned the injuries to wide receiver and just a young wide receiver room in general. Pair that with the camp that we hear you're having so far and how well that's been going. So going into year three, it seems like you're lined up for a lot more opportunities. How are you feeling about the potential for an increased workload in 2022? Yeah, you know, that's something I'm I'm definitely hoping for and, and looking forward to if that uh you know that does happen. And um, you know, I really just wanna, you know, earn that, that backup role and uh fit in and uh you know, help the offense any way I can. So uh, you know, just learning from Don Schultz and uh, you know, other guys in the room, I think that's that's definitely helped me a lot. And you know, I think I'm I'm ready to step into a, a bigger role in the offense for sure. Sean, how's the energy over with the team? I mean, obviously, the last time we saw the Cowboys before camp started was, you know, the the way it all ended, and everybody's just very bitter, and everybody's, like, upset and disappointed. 
And like, you know, there was a lot of a lot of positivity that came out of, you know, the Mike McCarthy interviews after and saying that, you know, the team ain't going to lay down and die. And and, and all the, the coach speak that you hear. I mean, that's 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 normal. But you're there. You're you're in the thick of things. How are the vibes with, with the Dallas Cowboys t- team as a whole? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're good. We definitely, uh, you remember how it ended last year, and I think that drives us. That drives us in, in camp and practice every day for sure. Is uh, You know, we don't want to feel like that after uh, a, a first-round playoff game again. Definitely not. So, um, you know, I think we've done a lot of team activities here. So, uh, you know, the guys have been getting some – some good time off in between practices and uh you know it's it's been a it's been a good time we've we've been working hard and then you know and relaxing and uh in our off time um you know the beaches nearby are are definitely pretty nice so i don't think a lot of (laughs) nfl camps get to do stuff like that like uh like we have so you know it's it's definitely been good can you imagine actually before Tony? Do you imagine being in Texas right now during training camp? That was that just wouldn't even be fair yeah. at this point. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. Oh, man. <laughs> nah. So um, you know, we we always kind of get a kick out of it. It's kind of a funny, a kind of funny saying that we hear, but we always talk about the mojo moment. How do you guys see those situations? I mean, you're knee deep in like a, a fifth or sixth period of the of the day or whatever, and all of a sudden the music kicks on. Now you guys are in a highly competitive situation. Did <laughs> you guys see in the benefit of that, or are we making more of it than it is? No, I think there is a big benefit to that because you know you're constantly in in games getting thrown into you know new situations with uh you know just one play um so you know one play can can change a game drastically um so you know i think it's good to to practice those situations to be ready to go um and to just kind of train your mind uh you know to perform in those situations so when we get there in the game it's uh you know it's easier well sean you have a preseason game less than a week from now I'm just curious from your standpoint, is it, are you ready to get on the football field and you're, you've been itching for this all off season or is it like the rest of the three of us where we're like, Oh, football's starting again. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for sure. Um, it's, it's getting to the point in training camp when you're getting kind of tired of, of hitting your own guys every day. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you want someone, some new competition, uh, you know, maybe some different schemes, something to, you know, to challenge you to work on. And, uh, you know, it'll just be a, a, a good starting point to, you know, kind of get my feel for games again and, and kind of get back in that groove. So definitely looking forward to, you know, getting a lot of playing time in that game and, and trying to make some plays. Yeah, we're, we're very excited about some Dallas Cowboys football finally getting back onto our television sets. It's going to be late over here on the East Coast, but whatever. I mean, it is what it is. We've been waiting like six months for this, so I don't care uh, personally. But, Sean, man, I want to thank you on behalf of all three of us here at the First and Ten Podcast for jumping on a couple more minutes with us. Um, again, you're right there in the thick of things, so for you to take the time out right after the fresh cut, is uh, it means a lot to us, bro. So, again, continue battling in camp and we look forward to seeing some more progress man yeah definitely i uh, appreciate you having me on and, and thanks for the uh the kind words and you know i'll definitely keep battling over here in oxnard do not cut the stash do not <laughs> cut the stash. you leave that now that has oh, to be a no. thing going forward <laughs> we'll see i'm not sure how long i want to keep it but it's, it's here for a while at least. all right well, at least for camp <laughs> yeah yeah definitely. all right man all right appreciate it guys you got it man thank yeah. you 
All right, that's Sean McEwen of the Dallas Cowboys, tight end number two. Um, he is right behind Dalton Schultz. He's one of the premier pass catchers, man. I mean, look, Aiden, when you when you take a look back at the last couple of minutes, we were just talking to Sean. What kind of vibe do you get? Like, do you, like obviously, like you know, as he kind of concluded, he said he's you know, he's kind of tired of hitting his own guys. You know what I mean? Like th- these are the, the the dog days of summer right now. Are you feeling good about his chances of getting a very heavy workload come this preseason. Oh, I have. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I think that the main thing that we need to remember is not only is Sean getting an extra year of experience after a year where he really solidified himself as the tight end two last year, but now heading into year three, we've talked about this at the beginning of the show. We mentioned it on the interview. This is a young wide receiver core. This is de- a depleted wide receiver core. And there's a very, very, very solid chance that we use 12 personnel this year, which would put Schultz and McEwen both on the field at the same time, which all of us, I think, would be all for. So I think we're going to see a lot of McEwen this year, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, look, when I look at a guy like Sean McEwen, I think that he's the kind of guy that's going to answer the bell. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is this one, you know, not, not his only opportunity, but I'm sure he'll get a million going forward in his playing career. But right now, this is the first big one that he's going to get, and he's going to be up to the task. I really think that just based off the way he's speaking and the way that he carries himself uh, by talking to the fact that, you know, he did put in that extra time with Dak and the receiving core and stuff like that, it really – it does put me as an optimistic. I know everybody within this network and everybody that kind of follows me on Twitter kind of realizes that I'm a little bit maybe too optimistic most of the time. But a guy like Sean McEwen, a guy like Dak Prescott, I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of magic that happens in 2022. Tony, what are you taking away from uh, this second go around with uh, Mr. McEwen? You know, I, something that we kind of all believe and it just to see it confirmed that these guys like each other. You know what I mean? It's not every day you see these teams that really kind of gel and mesh the way they do. I mean, he had so much praise for the defense. Like, you know, he could be like, man, I just, you know, I'm mossing people. I'm out there making plays. But no, he's a man like J-Ron is having a great camp. You know, he's bigging up some of the guys that he goes against every day, the linebackers. Um, You know, it just you see a kid. And uh, we were talking about the preseason, about how much time. I think he's solidified to the point we don't need to see too, too much from him. You know, you kind of want to keep him healthy yeah. and let's, fresh. Let's all so, be careful here. Yeah, <laughs> like, let's let's let him get a, like, you know, a series I would love for him two. to get in the yeah. end zone on the first drive. You're like, oh, my God, right. touchdown Sean McHugh. And then you're like, OK, get the hell out. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, he's preserved he's, this year. He's a grinder. He's a kid who's, you know, takes his practice reps seriously. So I think he goes in, gets his feet wet a little bit in the preseason, and then you put him on ice. And But I just feel really good about the way he talks about this team. I mean, there's been barely any chippiness, and that's so rare two weeks into a camp, just to think about it, the teams that aren't killing each other. So I took a lot from it. Tony, and uh, Aiden, sorry, go ahead. One thing that he – it was kind of a throwaway line, but one thing I want to bring up, because we mentioned it on the round table. And one thing I'm really buying into, he listed the, his two players to look out for on the defensive side of the ball were Jaron Kirsch and Jaron Kirsch and Deshaun Wright. Once again, we're seeing Wright getting a lot of praise. And to me, he might be one of the biggest winners of Cowboys camp so far. So I think it's one thing that every fan should look out for. He's going to need Dennis to be. Houston. Yeah. He, he mentioned Dennis Houston yeah. as well. Yeah. So, you're right. I, that's I real. Gonna, I was, yeah, I was going to say about Wright. I mean, like, remember where we drafted this guy guys you know what i mean like we're gonna really like you, you this is not one of those things where you're like you know is he gonna live up to this uh you know ah, he was a sixth seventh round pick no big deal if he doesn't pan out like this guy was drafted high you know what i mean in my regard at least for when it's when it's the first three rounds that's high to me you know what i mean first three four rounds those are players that are gonna make your team 
Um, and it's really good to hear a very big relief to hear. Uh, we all see it on film and we see it based off the beat writers. But for somebody going against a guy like that, for him to say something like that was uh, definitely valuable information uh, from Sean McEwen. So, all right, that's about does it, man. I mean, that that's has been a um, another great episode. I mean, we've we've gotten such positive response as far as the last couple when we had um our our you know our preseason not preseason training camp preview episode and you know just a couple little tidbits here and there but guys before you know it man we're gonna be suiting up for not us but <laughs> they're gonna be suiting up for real uh before you know it so i'm very excited the next time you hear from us we'll have some game film to actually break down i know they're gonna be doing a podcast right after the game uh i believe on saturday night into sunday morning but of course look we're first and ten we, we kick this week off. I mean, if there's good vibes to be had, we will definitely express the good vibes. If there's bad, we'll just leave it to Aiden and me and Tony won't even talk. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we want to thank Sean McEwen again for coming on the first and 10 podcast. So for Dave Sturcio, Tony Catalina, and of course, Aiden Davis. Wow. Almost, I swear to God, I almost went Adrian just because like, but I didn't. <laughs> so Dave Sturcio, Tony Catalina, Aiden Davis. This has been another episode of the first and 10 podcast. Let's go Cowboys. Let's get ourselves a preseason dub and we'll see you guys next week.